so whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to tap it What's going on? It's your boy Dolo J, and welcome back to the Kicking the Dolo podcast, a sports podcast where we talk about football and basketball, past, present, and future, top five, top ten stats, and more. So I'm back with another NFL Weekly, episode three. So week four of the NFL season has just commenced, and I'd like to go over the games that I, you know, tried to predict previously in episode 14 that came out earlier last week. Um, So the Bills-Raven game, I had it going 20... 21 to 24, the Ravens way. I had Josh Allen for 275 yards, two touchdowns. I say Lamar Jackson would probably throw for 285 yards and two touchdowns. They'd probably rush for a touchdown as well. Also, um, I say I predicted um basically the ending of the game, but I didn't predict it for the right team. I think the Ravens would have came in, you know, given the fact that they were at home. I thought they would have squeaked out a win against my Bills. But the Bills end up winning 23 to 20. Josh Allen went 19 of 31 for 213 yards, one touchdown, one interception, 11 carries for 70 yards, and one touchdown. Excuse me. Stephon Diggs went for four receptions, 62 yards, and along with 23 yards. Lamar Jackson, 20 of 29 for 144 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, 11 carries for 73 yards. Duvernay went for four receptions, 51 yards, along with 21 yards. Jordan Poyer. Two interceptions in the game. The Bills trailed 20-3 to and end up scoring 20 straight points to come out with a victory. Um, Everybody's talking about basically the controversial call that basically happened when they went for it on fourth and goal when I think they were at the two-yard line instead of kicking the field goal. A lot of people say they should have went for it given the fact that, you know, if Lamar Jackson's that guy, then, you know, you should be able to pick up the two yards. A lot of people are saying basically that they should have kicked the field goal given the fact that, you know, you have to at least take some points in the situation. And I can see, you know, basically both sides of it personally me i probably would have kicked the field goal just me i'm just the type of person you know even when i play mad and stuff like that even though it doesn't really correlate to the nfl but you know i just like to take my points when possible because you never know how the game may go so basically you just set up to where you know buffalo probably still would have came down and least got a field goal given the fact how they were moving the ball but either way it go if they do only kick a field goal then basically you just want them to, you know, then it's still overtime. But given the fact they went for it, and not only did, you know, Lamar Jackson not throw it away, he ended up throwing an interception, which was even more costly. So instead of going 98 yards, the Bills only had to go 80 yards. But they bled the clock down using the last four minutes of the game, and now they're 3-1 and one on Miami with Tua. Basically, I know he's ruled out. I think they played the Jets next. Um, So... It's going to be a very interesting to see how that plays out. And given the fact who wins that game, you know, the Bills can move back in the first place into the AFC East. I mean, yeah, AFC East. So the second game I predicted was the Vikings and the Saints. I said it was going to be a 17 to 14 game. I say Kirk Cousins probably has 260 yards, one touchdown. Um, I did not know Andy Dalton was going to play this game. I thought when I predicted it, you know, to my understanding, Jameis Winston was still going to go, but he ended up being ruled out. But I assumed he was going to go for 250 yards and two touchdowns, and I assumed Justin Jefferson would have six receptions for 75 yards and at least one touchdown. What actually ended up playing out was a uh, a more high-scoring game than what I anticipated. Kirk Cousins went for 273 yards, so I was, what, 13 yards off, which was pretty good. He still threw for one touchdown, one interception. Dalvin Cook went for 20 carries and 76 yards. 
Um, Justin Jefferson, he had four more receptions than what I predicted. Also had 147 yards and a long of 41 yards. Adam Thielen, he had eight receptions for 72 yards. Now, Andy Dalton ended up playing this game. He went 20 of 28 for 236 yards, one touchdown. And Murray, he went for 11 carries for 57 yards and one touchdown. Taysom Hill also had five carries for 21 yards and a touchdown. Chris Aluve, the rookie out of Ohio State, went for four receptions, 67 yards and one touchdown. Lutz missed the field goal to force overtime. Basically, he had made a previous 60-yard field goal, but then – um. Or was it 59? I believe it was 59 or 60. And then it was another field goal he attempted for 61 yards that he ended up banging off the, um I want to say it was the left upright. And then it hit the crossbar and then it fell forward, which made it, you know, a not good field goal. But I did not expect this game to be as high scoring as it was, given the fact that, you know, the Saints defense has been playing pretty good this season. But Kirk Cousins came out there and still did his thing. Justin Jefferson also did his thing. And they just really came out and, um you know, it was still a tough game given the fact that this, the Saints, even with Andy Dalton, still managed to put up 25 points. But it was still definitely a good game. So I'm 1-1 one one right now in my predictions. 1-1 one one right now. Um, The first game was pretty close, but let's see how I do. Keep So with the third game that I predicted, I predicted, you know, the Eagles would beat Jacksonville. Um, I said 14 to 28 would probably be the score. 235 yards from Trevor Lawrence, two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts would probably go for 275 yards and three touchdowns. I feel like James Robinson would have rushed for at least 75 yards. And I believe Miles Sanders would at least got 85 yards and one touchdown. So what actually ended up playing out was Jacksonville actually went up 14, which was crazy because I believe they got a pick six to start the game off. And then they went down and stopped the Eagles. And then, um, came back and scored another touchdown. So they was up 14-0, and it looked like they was going to win. But what ended up ultimately ended up play, playing out, Trevor Lawrence ended up going 11-23 for 174 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Etienne went for eight carries for 32 yards. Christian Kirk had two receptions for 60 yards with a long of 45 yards. And Agnew went for four receptions, 50 yards, and two touchdowns. Jalen Hurst ended up going 16-25 to 20, 16 to 25 for 204 yards. One interception. He had 60 carries for 38 yards and a touchdown. Miles Sanders with a big game. 27 carries for 134 yards and two touchdowns. Game went with for five carries for 19 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles total had four rushing touchdowns. Zero touchdowns through the air, but A.J. Brown still had five receptions for 95 yards and a long of 31 yards. So basically the Eagles end up ultimately riding the ship playing good defense, and, you know, ultimately coming back, making it hard for Trevor Lawrence after they basically went up um, 14-0. Now, I was only off maybe by eight, one point for the Eagles, and I didn't expect Jacksonville to basically, you know, score an extra touchdown. But, you know, I still got the game right. So I'm 2-1 right now out of the three games. That's pretty good. But this was a good game. The Eagles are ultimately showing that they are the best team in the NFC given the fact that, you know, a lot of times when teams are down, you want to be able to come back. And, you know, of course, no team wants to get down. But ultimately, when you do get down, having um, the strength and the, you know, the discipline to come back and, you know, rally the team and rally the troops before rushing touchdowns help you as well. Even though they didn't get, ultimately didn't get any passing touchdowns, they still got four rushing touchdowns. And a lot of times it was set up by, you know, good receptions by A.J. Brown and, 
also, you know, the other receivers like Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith. So it was really good to see the Eagles, you know, pull it off and have a comeback victory. The NFC East is looking pretty good. Three teams with um three teams with at least three wins. They're 10 and 2. If you don't count Washington with them. But Washington, they're like what? 11 and 5. And Washington only won one game this season. So that's still pretty good. The conference is looking pretty good this season. Now, a game that I just, you know, wanted to go over was an ultimately good game, a game that I didn't really expect to be, you know, as high scoring as it was. It was Seattle versus Detroit. Now, I didn't predict this game or any stats on the game, but I just wanted to go over what happened. Geno Smith had a good game, 20 of 23 of 30 for 320 yards, two touchdowns. He also had seven carries for 49 yards and one touchdown. Rashad Penny had a had an amazing day, 17 carries for 151 yards and one touchdown. And also DK Metcalf had a day, seven receptions for 149 yards with a long of 54. And Tyler Lockett had six receptions for 91 yards. Now, Jared Goff, he played good this game, but ultimately, you know, Detroit couldn't come up with the win. Jared Goff went 26-39 for 378 yards, four touchdowns and one interception. Williams went for 19 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns, along with 51. Hawkinson went for eight receptions, 179 yards, two touchdowns with a long of 81. And Reynolds went for seven receptions for 81 yards and one touchdown with a long of 26 yards. Now, this was a back-and-forth game. Basically, you know, Geno Smith was playing a good game. Jared Goff played a good game. But ultimately, you know, the Lions came up short. Now, they only have one win this season. Now, they've been putting up some points, but, you know, they've also been allowing points as well. I think I was watching ESPN, and I say the, the total points that the Lions score and also allow is, I think it's like 281 somewhere, close to like almost 300 points. And you don't want that to be, you know, too high. That means you're giving up a lot of points and you're in a lot of shootouts. I think every game this season, I think they've at least scored maybe 22 to 23 points. Now, that's good, but they're also not winning. They're giving up a lot of points as well. Now, if you can hold your opponent to average maybe like 14 points or something like that, then that's pretty good. But the fact that they're giving up, I think they're actually giving up more points than they're scoring. But all in all, 281 combined, that's a little too high. But, you know, they're showing that they can move the ball and stuff like that. It's just the defense has to tighten up and get more stops for them. So we're going to see how they, you know, how they go ultimately play out during the season. Dallas with another victory, 10-25 to 25 against the Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz, another abysmal game, 25-42 for 170 yards and one touchdown, two interceptions. Gibson went for 13 carries for 49 yards. Dotson had three receptions for 43 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Rush, 15-27 for 223 yards and two touchdowns. Zeke had 49 yards off 19 carries along with seven yards. C.D. Lamb, six receptions, 97 yards, one touchdown along with 30. Michael Gallup, it was good to see him back. He had two receptions for 24 yards and a touchdown and along with 15 yards. So basically, Cooper Rush is doing exactly what you want Cooper Rush to do. It's basically keeping the team afloat until Dak gets back. Now, they're saying Dak wants to come back um, against the Rams. But ultimately, when you're dealing with a thumb injury and you're a quarterback, you want you know, you know want it to heal properly. You don't want to rush it back, you know, because given the fact that, you know, handoffs and throwing the ball and placing the ball in certain spots, throwing in tight windows, 
involves your thumb a lot, basically just gripping the ball in general. Now, they say it, it shouldn't be that bad, but at the same time, you still want him to completely heal and, you know, be 100% when he come back. And there's no need to rush him back, especially when you have Cooper Rush playing the way that Cooper Rush is playing. Now, I'm not saying Cooper Rush should be MVP or anything like that, but definitely, definitely is doing exactly what you want him to do. The run game is doing pretty well. Um, last game they didn't get as many rush yards. They didn't. I think they only had like 62, but at the same time through the air they were still doing their thing. And ultimately they were just you know getting the Carson Wentz and making it very very difficult for him. I think he. I think Carson Wentz has been sacked at least what maybe 13, 14 times over the last two games. Last week being sacked nine times, and I think this week he was sacked maybe five more times, if I'm not mistaken. At least three. It was three in the first quarter. So that's just 12 sacks over the last two games is just, you know, basically too much. You know, that's Joe Burrow-esque, really, how he's looking in Cincinnati. But, yeah, Cowboys, Giants 3-1, and the Eagles are 4-0. and So it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, when the Eagles finally play the Cowboys, you know, first of all, will Dak be there? And if Dak is not there, will Cooper Rush still be playing, you know, at the the level that he's playing, connected with C.D. Lamb? You know, they got Michael Gallup back now. So it's going to be real interesting to see what the Cowboys and the Eagles do this season, especially, and it's going to be real interesting to see when they actually play each other, given the fact that the Cowboys already have a division victory over – now Washington and um the Giants, the Eagles, they have a um they have a a victory over Washington as well, but um I don't know I I think they still would lead the division given the fact that they're undefeated and they have a win percentage of a hundred percent. But it's gonna be real interesting to see how that um conference plays out. So with the Kansas City game, I predicted it to be a twenty one to 28 victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I feel like Mahomes would go for 300 yards, three touchdowns. I feel like Tom Brady would go for 250 yards and two touchdowns. I feel like Edwards Lair would have had 65 yards and a touchdown. And Leonard Fournette, I expected him to go for 80 yards and one touchdown. Now, what ultimately end up playing out, Mahomes went 23 of 37 for 249 yards and three touchdowns. One interception. Edwards Alaire had 19 carries for 92 yards. Pincheco, I think he was from Rutgers, number 10. He's a nice little decent running back. They have a possible, maybe, I would say three-headed monster, but he he's a good little running back. I like how he was running with toughness and determination and just grit. And, you know, basically he was fighting for every yard, but he had 11 carries for 63 yards. Travis Kelsey had a heck of a game. Nine receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. Now Tom Brady. They were down most of the game, and even though it ended up being a 10-point game, at one point I think they were down 21-3, to 28-3, or something like that. But Tom Brady ended up throwing, ended up going 39-52 for 385 yards and three touchdowns. White had three carries for six yards. Tampa Bay, as a team, ended up with three, with three yards rushing. Mike Evans went for eight receptions and 103 yards, and Chris Godwin had seven receptions for 59 yards. Now – Tampa Bay came back and scored some points basically, you know, in the second half. But ultimately, Kansas City just basically ran away with this game. Mahomes had the little shovel pass where he just flicked the ball up and basically he went and um, tossed it to, I want to say it was Edwards Lair. It was real easy for Mahomes. Basically, he didn't have to run for his life. 
the offensive line basically blocked well. They also ran a, a quarterback sneak with the tight end, which is something I've never seen before. Now, a lot of people might say that's, you know, Bush League or something like that. But in my opinion, I just feel like it's innovative. It's something that you basically make other teams have the game plan for now. It's an extra play that you can run. And now knowing Andy Reid, he's probably going to make another variation of it where it's something like he makes where uh, maybe Noah Gray goes into motion and goes under center. And then Mahomes might somehow basically line up as a wide receiver or and then they might, you know, have Edwards Lair in the backfield. Like they might line up for like a pistol formation. Have Mahomes basically um, not a best wide receiver, basically have Edwards Alaire in the backfield, or they can have Noah Gray just basically run another quarterback sneak or hand it off or some variation of like a wildcat or something, but with their tight end. But it's just more, it's more things that they can do with that, given the fact that Andy Reid is the offensive mind that he is. But ultimately, they end up, you know, making it hard for Tom Brady, even though he did go end up going for three touchdowns and almost 400 yards. For the most part, Kansas City had the game locked up possibly by the first quarter, maybe the second quarter. They had the game locked up. So even though it was a 10-point game, ultimately, you know, the Chiefs basically ran away with this game early and Tampa Bay just poured some points on them to make it look better than what it was. Now, the Monday night game. So now I think I'm three and one in predictions out of the four. I only predicted five games. Now the Monday night game. Now I ultimately thought the Rams were going to come up with a victory. I thought Stafford for, would go for 240 yards and two touchdowns. I think Jimmy G would have went for 215 and two touchdowns. I seen Cooper Cup having eight receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown, and Debo Samuel having at least six receptions, 73 yards and one touchdown. What ultimately end up playing out? was a 24-9 victory by the San Francisco 49ers. They came in and just opposed their will on the Rams, and it was nothing the Rams could do. Like, their offensive line, there was nothing they could do. Now, Stafford ended up going for 254 yards. He went 32-48 in one interception, ultimately throwing zero touchdowns. Henderson went seven carries for 27 yards. Cooper Cup had a nice game, 14 receptions for 122 yards, ultimately couldn't find the end zone. And given the fact that, you know, the Rams were down, they did start passing the ball a lot. And Higby also had 10 receptions for 73 yards. Now, Jimmy G ended up going 16-27 for 239 yards and one touchdown. Wilson Jr. had 18 carries for 74 yards and one touchdown. Debo Samuel had six receptions for 115 yards and one touchdown with a long of 57 yards. But basically, it was San Francisco imposing their will. Jimmy G was doing his thing. He was completing passes down the field, finding Debo Samuel, finding other receivers. Now, it was a couple more, couple passes where he could have, you know, been a little better. I think it was um, it was one pass to the tight end. I can't remember what his name was. But Jimmy G, he should have threw the ball more inside and he threw it outside. I think he would at least got maybe 10 to 15 more yards on that play, given the fact I think the – Tight end was one-on-one, and maybe the safety was probably the only person that could have stopped him from scoring. But I ultimately knew he was going to get 10 or 15 more yards. But it's still good. Jimmy G is doing their thing. The defense is doing their thing. Ultimately, Cooper Cup, he had a nice game, but he didn't get in the end zone. They didn't allow any end zone. They didn't allow any touchdowns this game, forcing the Rams to kick three field goals. So that's what you want to do. Score touchdowns and stop the other team from scoring touchdowns. So – 
San Francisco played a heck of a game, a heck of a game. Um, they also scored a touchdown on defense where I think Matthew Stafford, I think sometimes when he goes to Cooper Cup, given the fact that Cooper Cup maybe had maybe, I think it was 19 targets this game. He caught 14 of them, which is good. But somebody else has to step up because now in San Francisco, they was really trying to sit on Cooper Cup. Uh, I can't remember what the linebacker's name was, but he ended up, it was a pass to cover. I want to say it was like something like a wide receiver screen or something like a bubble screen or something like that. He just slapped, jumped in front of it, picked it, and just took it to the house. Just took it to the house. Now, the Rams, they're 2-2. Two and two. San Francisco is also 2-2. Two and two. I believe the Eels might be 3-1. and one. Possibly. I think the Eagles, hold on, give me just a second. I think the Eagles might be three. I mean, not the Eagles, but the um, the Seahawks. Seahawks might be three and one, or they're possibly two and two as well. Because I know they lost. Yeah, Seattle's two and two. So everybody in the division basically is two and two. I know Arizona is two and two. They end up being the Panthers. Baker Mayfield didn't have a good game. Arizona two and two as well. Carolina's one and three. It's just looking. Kyler Murray had 207 yards off 23, a 32, two touchdowns, one interception. James Conner had 15 carries for 55 yards. Kyler Murray scored a rushing touchdown, 12 carries for 26 yards. Marquise Brown had a heck of a game, decent little game, six receptions for 88 yards, one touchdown, a long of 23 yards, and on 11 targets. Baker Mayfield. 22 of 36 for 197, one touchdown, two interception, sacked twice. Christian McCaffrey only had 27 yards on eight carries. He didn't score a rushing touchdown. But he had nine receptions for 81 yards, and he had a receiving touchdown. Caught all of his targets, nine receptions. Um, besides that, DJ Moore, he had six receptions for 50 yards, along with 16 yards. But uh, Baker Mayfield, he fumbled, and they lost it. So they first to turn over. Three turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble. Carolina was winning the game. Um, was it 10-0 or 6-10 or something like that? It ultimately didn't end up going well. Hold on, wait. Let's see what the Giants did. The Giants. Now, this was a crazy game because Daniel Jones, I think he got injured in the third quarter. And then he ultimately had to come back, but he was not under center. I think he was just lined up at a wide receiver. And he just wasn't doing nothing. But they also they ultimately end up winning the game against the um against the Bears twenty to twelve. The Bears are two and two. The Giants are three and one. So Fields eleven to twenty two for one seventy four zero touchdowns zero interceptions. He was sacked six times though, which is crazy. Herbert had nineteen carries for seventy seven yards. They didn't have any rushing touchdowns. So they kicked four field goals. Yeah. Mooney, four receptions for 94 yards, long of 56. He had five targets. Bismal. Daniel Jones, he had eight of 13 for 71. He was sacked one time. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Tyrod Taylor, one of three for 11 yards. He threw an interception. Ultimately, ended ended up going out with a concussion. But Saquon Barkley had a heck of a day. 31 carries for 146 yards, 
zero touchdowns. Then Jones, he did run for two touchdowns. So that ultimately ended up helping them win. Six carries for 68 yards. Two touchdowns along with 21. Bellinger, three receptions for 23 yards. Long of 12. He had three targets, caught all of his targets. Saquon Barkley had 16 yards on two receptions. Long of 15 yards. Slayton, one reception. Galladay, nothing. He had a target, though, but he didn't catch it. Mm. They had a fumble loss as well. Mm. But the Giants still, you know, it wasn't the best game, but the fact that Daniel Jones ran in two touchdowns, but he also had to come back in. So ultimately, you know, their, their quarterback situation is going to be kind of weird to see, you know, what's going to happen and how that's going to play out. The Jets won 24-20 on Pittsburgh after being down 10-20, to 20, I believe, in the fourth quarter. Uh, Let's see, let's see. Zach Wilson. 18 to 36, 50%, 252 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. He was only sacked once. Hall, he had 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. Zach Wilson, he had two carries himself for 15 yards. Davis had five receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown. That wasn't bad. Can he pick it and up playing this game? You know, I think he came in in the third quarter. Now, Mr. Trubisky, at the time that he played, he was 7-13 to 13 for 84 yards in the interception. Sacked three times. Lost 26 yards, I believe. Um, but Pickett went 10-13 for 120 yards. He threw three picks, but he rushed for two touchdowns. He had six carries in total for 15 yards. Long of seven. But Najee Harris had 18 carries for 74 yards. But... Pittsburgh, now, it's good to see the rookie trying to, you know, them going to the rookie and just giving him some game experience. Now, ultimately felt like maybe it would have been a week or two more before they went to Kenny Pickett, but I did predict the fact that they were going to go to Kenny Pickett before the season was over with. Now, ultimately, Mike Thomas said they just needed a spark, and the fact that they went to Mitchell Trubisky and asked him about it after the game, basically, especially after a tough loss, it's something to answer. It's, it's a tough question to answer, and I don't feel like they should have really asked them that. Now, I understand they're part of the media, and they you know, they want to get the answers that the people you know really want to see. But given the fact that you know the man went out there and played, tried to play his best, he was out there, and it was just tough for him. Asking him new type of questions is just something that you know you don't really need to do. But they ends up they were playing good at first. Pickett had you know gave him a spark. Now George Pickens he had I think six receptions, six receptions. Yeah, he had six receptions for 102 yards. Fairmuth had seven receptions for 84 yards. A longer 24, and Pickens had a longer 27. He had eight targets. Fairmove had nine targets. Deontay Johnson had four targets. He caught two of them for 11. Longer six yards. Um, Claypool had two targets, didn't catch anything. But um, Jets were two and two. They played the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't um have two of this week, so Bridgewater is going to be understanding. It's going to be real interesting to see what type of, you know, how to – how the Jets come, because it's a possibility that the Jets can move into second place, I think, or be tied for second place. Or they could have – they probably were on the tiebreaker, so they might – could possibly move into second place in the division with a win. Because what is New England? They end up losing. New England is 1-3, so they're at the bottom. They lost 24-27 to, to Green Bay. They had 
Brian Hoyer go out. He went five or six for 37 yards. But Zappy, he went 10 of 15 for 99 yards in the touchdown. He was sacked three times. Now, Damian Harris, 18 carries for 86 yards in the touchdown. Aguilar had three receptions for 46 yards. Devontae Parker had two receptions for 24 yards. Aaron Rodgers, he had a good game. I think he threw three touchdown passes. No, he threw two. Two touchdown passes and an interception, 21 to 35 for 251. Aaron Jones had 16 carries for 110 yards. AJ Dillon had 17 carries for 73 yards. Now Lazar, he had a big game, six receptions for 116 yards. Dobbs had five receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. Tanya had two receptions for 22 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, Patriots, they're last in the uh AFC in the AFC East. It's gonna be real difficult to see what they do. But, uh, yeah, man, this has been episode three of NFL Weekly. Tune in. We're going to be watching the uh, Thursday night game. But I appreciate y'all listening. Until next time, tap in or miss out. Peace. So. Uh, clear out the room, I'm coming through, they wanna see what I'm about Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill, I'm on a paper route Extra, extra, read about it, I'm today's trying to tap it